Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack. And in this episode, I'm speaking to Julian Victoria and Emily Rogers from Dog Magazine. They stopped in at the office at the end of the day on Friday last week to tell me all about their lifestyle magazine for dog lovers. It was Julian who came up with the concept for Dog and speaking to him, I was struck by the fact that this whole project seems to have grown out of his love for print magazines. He talks about dogs being a great icebreaker and it feels like he began with a passion for independent print and realised that dogs could be his way into this whole world of indie magazine making. They speak about their process for choosing the different breed each issue and the very direct appeal of their simple, minimal design. And they reveal that their readers tend not to be quite as doggy as you might at first assume. As ever, this episode is packed full with the finer points of independent magazine making. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation with Julian and Emily from Dog. All right, so welcome to our offices. Thank you. thank you very much for coming over. It's end of the week, end of the day on a Friday. Friday night, yes. And I think it's time for talking about a dog magazine. So, Julian, can you tell me, why did you start a dog magazine? <laughs> well, I have a passion for independent um, printing. And there's, you know, there's nothing up there um, that was targeting uh, dogs in the way that we were thinking. Um, there's another amazing magazine from Australia who does an amazing job, but we were like, mm, we can actually push the envelope a little bit more. Um, so that's why we started it. We just like get ideas together and, you know, put, uh, put it together. And just because we really, really love, um, uh, magazines and, and independent magazines. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. So you, you, you bring up Foreign Sons. Yes, so, yes, yes. So, so Foreign Sons like the other dog magazine. Yes, it is. Yeah. But there's there's a very distinct difference, I think, between Dog and Foreign Sons. So for anyone who's not seen Dog before, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about what it is and, and what makes it unlike anything else. Well, we say that Dog is more like a lifestyle magazine, really. So it's, for, it's a lifestyle magazine for dog lovers. So it isn't just about dogs. I think that's what makes Dog a bit different. So, for example, The Shiva, which we did in episode two, uh, episode issue two, um, it's from Japan, so we did like Japan city guides. We looked into like Japanese food, um, famous Japanese people. So it's not just about dogs, and I think that's where Dog Magazine, even though the name might be a bit misleading, <laughs> exactly. is you know more like a lifestyle magazine, really. And, sorry, go on. Oh, so we kind of play with the with the subject dog. You know, we try to use that subject as a common ground for all the stories. Some of the stories are not even related about dogs. You know, we just talk about. Uh, different things that will somehow are you know connected to the main um, 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 topic, which is the breed that we pick every issue. So, so so I'm interested in why dogs. Why, why used if you're going to talk about other things like countries and food and all of these cultural things, why use dog as the thing that unifies it? I think dogs are a very easy uh, icebreaker to meet people and to get in touch with people. I think when you um, talk to other dog owners. Uh, can be from the person around the corner to someone who is kind of uh, famous. They open up to you in a way that no one else is going to open. So we decided that that was a great idea to just use that as, you know, to communicate with these people and kind of like explore their stories. So, yeah. 
And you, so you already mentioned you do a different breed each yes. issue, which I remember the first time I saw this magazine, it struck me as just a brilliant piece of niche within a niche. Because obviously you've got people who identify as dog lovers. So there, there are people who just love dogs. But then you will have people who are completely insane about, for example, Dalmatians for mm. your most recent issue. I mean, is that a deliberate kind of ploy to, to get in within the, the specific niche? We were kind of having this conversation earlier on the tube because we haven't chosen um, our issue for dog yet. Right. Um, so originally we were thinking about a breed that people wouldn't know much about, um, which is why we chose our issue one dog, the Stabie Hound. But then actually, as we were working on issue two and three, we realised that people are more interested when they love the breed. So although we're trying not to pick dogs that are too obvious, that definitely does it's definitely easier to engage with people in conversations and find people when it's, I guess, more of a popular breed, I think. So, okay, so because I was going to ask you, is this the Dalmatian issue? Is this you now going mainstream? Because the, so with the, I mean, the Stabihoon, I'd never heard of before. The Shiba Inu, again, I guess I'd seen one, but I'd never really heard of it. It's very popular. It's becoming one of those very popular breeds in big cities, like in New York, is super popular. And I think that's the reason why the magazine is doing very well in New York, is because so many people have that breed. And one of the stockists from New York actually asked us, you know, what was going to happen next because he would place his order based on the breed that he, you know, that we doing because he thinks that if we target uh, a popular breed, he will sell more, ma- more magazines. And so, so obviously the Dalmatian you've, you've identified as a popular breed. I, I'd say that there's an affinity here because I, I think of the Dalmatian as quite a kind of noble sort of dog like the that, that sort of fits with the dog identity to me exactly a lot of people know a dalmatian people you know identify you know the dog right away and i think there's like a like a nostalgic uh element to it you know i guess we take us back to when we were kids you know uh in the movie and and the, the feeling of you know having a dog and then most of people wanted a dog because of the of the movie you know and you know, but when we picked this breed, we, we didn't have the mentality of like, should we pick a popular breed? We just mm. basically really wanted it something um, different. And we, you know, we were actually also looking into locations. You know, where should we go next? And I think you know, we kind of wanted to do a little more tropical in terms of like, you know, we done um, Holland and it was a little bit cold. Japan was a little bit cold too. So we wanted like something more tropical and close to home. So that's why we thought of the Dalmatian coast and and go to Croatia. So, And to be honest, even though they're popular dogs, not many people actually have them. It was quite a struggle to find people that had them. So they're kind of really well-known, but also rare in a sense as well, because we really did struggle, didn't we, to find yeah. Dalmatians. We were very lucky when we went to Holland. We found the dog, which was a very rare dog everywhere, but in that particular area, they were everywhere. In Tokyo, there were so many Shiba Inus. I mean, outside of Tokyo, there were so many Shiba Inus. But this one here, we went to um, Dalmatian Coast and we found one. And we, <laughs> yeah. we went like from the from the south to north, and we were spending there for like three weeks, and we couldn't find anything. And I was worrying. I was like, what are we gonna do? You know. Uh, but at least found one, and you know that was good enough for us. So you know. Did did that dog's owner know how valuable that dog was to you? We went crazy when we saw that dog. <laughs> we were just running out of. Someone actually spotted for us. And we, we were shopping and we just literally came out of that store, left everything behind and just took off and take, you know, 
took this poor dog and, and started photographing it. But you know. So when you go away, and tell tell me a bit about your process. How long do you spend when you're like say on the Dalmatian coast and you're gathering stories and doing that? We normally do uh, three weeks max. You know. Um, just because we try to travel different parts of the area just to see if we can encounter more people, you know, see different dogs. Um, so it gives like a little bit more time to just explore the area in an easy, you know, a more relaxed way. Mm. So three weeks is kind of like a good time, so. And the, so if I'm right in saying then, um, Julian, you're editor-in-chief. Yes. And Emily, your editor. Mm-hmm. So and, and how did you end up working together and how do you split the responsibilities of, of making this magazine? Um, so Julian, it was Julian's idea um, to make the magazine and he put out a little advert saying this is my idea, I really want to do it but I need an editor. So I got in touch Where with Julian. Where do you Julian. put that advert? Where does that go? The Dots. The Dots, which is a really good... The Dots, good, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Amazing place, yeah. Um, so I had recently started, my working hours had changed and I now work four days a week because I do like longer days stretched over four instead of five and I wanted to do something creative on that day mm-hmm. off. So I met Julian and I just loved the sound of it and then that's kind of how we started working together and now it's been I think like a year and a half hasn't it yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah it's been it's been great it was a, to find Emily I'm so happy I found her because it what the process of finding someone who actually gets the idea of the magazine without going dog crazy was very very challenging and I went through a lot of people before I met Emily and I was like I can't believe I'm going to do this by myself because there is no one else who is getting the idea when I met Emily it was just like a, right away the connection was there she got the point I was like okay we are going to do it together and since then we've been you know together and doing it and you know I think we were really really well together and she gets it people gets it which is good so yeah. And, and the two of you have come up with such a, a strong uh, identity. So I was speaking to uh, Mark Robermond, uh, Ateneum uh, News Centrum in Amsterdam. Yes. And he mentioned Dog just off the top of his head as one of their really good sellers. It is the best store so far. Mm-hmm. Sell so many. I don't know how what they're doing or what they're offering there to you know. But it's one of the stores that they keep ordering, ordering. I was like, I don't know what you guys doing it with it. Are you guys like creating a fire with the? <laughs> because it's like every week, every month, there's like you know, uh, good orders, and I'm I'm very grateful for them. So hopefully we're gonna do a, a launch party there. Um, for this issue uh, later in, in November, so oh, that would be great. It'll be great and amazing. Yeah, that would be fantastic. But so, I mean, presumably it's not just in Amsterdam that this magazine's selling well. So, what what do you attribute to the success of it? I mean, the cover is very striking. You the, your your covers have become iconic for just having the word dog and a dog. I mean, yeah. it really is. Like, it's, it's as simple as it you can be. You cannot get it. Yeah, it's straight to the point. I think that's what we wanted to do. Just we want to complicate things. And also, we noticed that in stores, when you put the magazine with other magazines, it just stands out because it's so simple and it's so white and and you know compared with the other ones. So we just want to keep things simple. But then there are lots of magazines on the newsstand that go for the white kind of. You know, you've got like the white border around the edges. There, there are lots of magazines that do this. But what do you think it is that is actually cutting through and, and catching people's imaginations with it? Um, I think it's just, I think it, so far in the three magazine, three issues that we have, I think the dog is basically staring at you. And I think when you pass by, you see this animal staring at you and it's like an attraction. I think you just go there and just open it, what is it about? And I think when people um, open the magazine, they don't expect what's in it. 
like they think is completely dot crazy and i think a lot of people are just like oh i just picked it up and i really really like it mm. i really like the photography i like the stories you know and i got it i don't have a dog but i still got it so um i think i think just because it's so engaging um the cover i think that's what people you know grabbed in by it so. Mm. and so you, you mentioned that the people who are picking this up who in your mind is the archetypal dog reader who are you making this for I think people who, because we cover things like travel, food, it is people that are really, you know, engaged in that whole kind of lifestyle magazine thing where I think magazines have had a real resurgence. People actually want to hold a magazine instead of just read blogs and things like that, which are obviously great in their own way. But I think it's people who really appreciate the actually buying a magazine that's a bit different from from something else. who are also interested in kind of artists, illustrators, and all of the stuff that comes with that kind of creative circle. Mm. Um, because yeah, I I think that so for such a long time we've relied on blogs and things like that, and it's nice to actually have something you can physically pick up and hold and revisit again and again. And yeah, and it's that we always thought that was going to be dope owners who will buy the magazine, but it's everywhere and anywhere everywhere anywho anyone who wants to buy the magazine it's just like you know i love dogs i want to get it you know oh i want to have a dog let me just you know get myself prepared to this so it's anyone who really really likes dogs and you know or have the fantasy of having a dog they just want to you know get the magazine so and it strikes me as quite an urban magazine as well so you you've mentioned uh, new york as mm-hmm. being a good place for you and amsterdam obviously yeah does it tend to sell well in cities or do you yeah. find that your readers are actually in countries sorry in the countryside too um i think big cities yeah i think also tokyo is a very um popular um city where it's sold i think um amsterdam of course um, um paris you know those big cities uh, funny enough uh, there are some um dog stores or pet um, um, stores that have the magazine and they don't do as well as really? a normal mm. uh, bookstore that is interesting and there's you know I, we normally you know at the beginning we you know we keep in touch with the stockers and we just email them say oh how the magazine is doing and then we'll get for example there's a store in um, East London called Milk and it's just like a like a lifestyle um, um, store and they sell you know stuff and it sells very well and then you go to another kind of like trendy uh, dog boutique and you ask the same question, it was like, I haven't sold any. So it's like, you know, for the pet stores don't do very well, but when the other, other magazines, all independent magazines are, it does well. So I think it ties into that thing that you were saying, it's not just doggy people, it's people that like magazines, yeah. isn't it? That are, that are buying it, I think. Maybe you're not doggy enough for the dog people. Maybe <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, the thing is like, you know, we interview someone in issue three, uh, uh, Sonia Friedman, who is a very talented, you know, uh, uh, producer for, you know, the West End. And she was very, you know, interested to do the interview because she's like, you guys don't make uh, dog owners look crazy. And there is a there is a line when people when you know because when you have a dog you want to talk about your dog all the time but you know people see you like oh my god this person is crazy and she was very happy to be part of it because like I know you guys are not going to make me look crazy and and I love my dogs but I don't want to be the person who is like dog obsessed and 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 going crazy about my dog so 
um, when she said that, I was like, that actually makes sense. Uh, you know, we, we try to get a balance in the magazine, not to go overboard with the dog um, subject. So so we're not going to talk about vets. We're not going to talk about, you know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, yeah. We just well, and this is, this is the, the archetypal independent magazine approach. Of, mm-hmm. You know, we, we don't have... I guess you don't have the sort of the transactional utilitarian content, like, you know, you're not going to have listings on vets or whatever it is because you're trying to do something a bit different. So what then, when you're coming up with your story list, you're thinking of your next breed, what's your ideal story? What's the thing you want to have in there that will just be absolutely perfect for the magazine? I think when we do our um, main story, which is always about the cover dog, it's, we found it's more successful if someone has a really personal tie to the dog. Um, so I think it was the Sheba one, wasn't it, that we were saying. Um, but it's quite, un, it's quite unusual that because you want to find that balance between it being, okay, this is the history of the dog, this is about the dog, and somebody also having quite a personal story about why they love the breed, what it means to them. So we really hope that we can find that again. Um, that makes it really special, I think, if the central story also is really personal and not just factual. Mm-hmm. I personally like stories where um, it's not about the dog himself, but it's something that um, a story about yourself. In issue three, once again, I'm wearing issue three um, on thing. There is a story about this girl who is an amazing writer, and she talks about a struggle that she was having in a specific time in her life, but her dog was. Part of not part of it, but he was like next to her when she was going through. It was a very brilliant story about her and the problems that she was having. But somehow the dog was part of it. But it wasn't not about the dog. It was about her and the struggle that she was having. So for me, that's like that's a perfect story. You know that you know people are telling the story, but it's not about the dog, but it's about the persona. So. And is this something that you tell me? You mentioned Emily that you are doing other stuff as well. Mm. Do you two both work in magazines as well as making this? Um, no, so I do work in editorial, but I actually work in fashion. Um, so it's been really nice to do, as I say, print because I'm very much like e-commerce and online based. So this is my first real magazine experience. Mm. And I used to work in television. Um, and but when I was in school, I did a little bit of graphic design and photography. So when I quit uh, working in television, I kind of wanted to take that back. And you know, um, I think this is like my first project when it comes. You know, but I've done some freelance work as well. Um, but I I am doing it full time. You know, I am the one who packs the orders and who emails everyone back and you know does everything. So, but we're actually going to hire. Uh, someone to help us because it's getting a little bit out of control well so. that is good news that's yes, going in the right yes. direction so we were uh, we were actually before we got here we were just going through some applications and you know you'll be surprised how many people want to yeah it's been really pleasantly surprising hasn't it how many people actually want to work with us so we're really looking forward to bringing somebody on board who can help us do some of our little tasks and stuff like that and Emily's very good in picking people because I'll like everyone but she's really really tough she's like this is the right person so I'm happy that she's doing it so. okay Emily you're a bad cop evidently <laughs> apparently yeah no 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 but she's a good cop so yeah so the, you're getting this new person who's going to come on and help you with yeah. all these operations what's the plan for dog going forward where, where do you want to be this time next year well, we were thinking about, um, we were talking um, earlier about, um, there are so many people who submit um, work for us, you know, like some stories and photography, and sometimes we don't have enough pages on the magazine. So we're trying to see if, if someone comes aboard, we can actually um, use this person to help us 
put some stories on the website or maybe create like a like a like a newspaper every three months while people are waiting for the big issue to come out so we just kind of like thinking what to do next uh, but we need the help so to do that so so yeah sounds like you're at an exciting time it is exciting it's very exciting we're very happy that we you know we get to you know work with someone else and you know um, and be able to kind of like show what we're doing and bring someone else and a member of you know of the team excellent well thank you very much for telling me all about it thank you and i'm looking forward to seeing the response to the dalmatian thank you thank you so much thank cheers you. Okay, that's all for this week. I'm really pleased to hear that the dog project is continuing to grow, and I'm not at all surprised to hear that they had a long line of people wanting to work with them. Independent magazines are just brilliant at drawing people in like that and giving them something to focus on together, and you can totally see how dog is putting itself right at the heart of a community of dog lovers. If you'd like to hear from more people like Julian and Emily speaking about their magazines, head over to SoundCloud or iTunes and search for Stack Magazines to find all our previous episodes. And of course, if you follow us while you're there, we'll be able to deliver next week's episode to you as soon as it's ready. Thanks very much for listening and we'll be back again next week.